1: Thursday edition, PFT Live, and we begin today with some of the most important news <laughs> This is so anywhere. good. <laughs> Beach football, big meathead gronk, <laughs> no shirts and skins, skins I love it. and skins, Edelman, tackling guys, live Amendola. tackling,
2: live tackling in the sand. Wow, I love it. Uh, I saw a little of this the other day on, on Brady's Instagram because his kids were there and all of that as well. It, it's really funny. Uh, it, it's great to see the guys having a good time. They're in they're in good shape, right? And you know, it shows you too, Mike. I, the one thing that's just, there, there's a real bond between those guys. It shows you that there was a closeness up there in New England, er, well, around that yes. group more than you mean, people give credit. Yeah,
1: you mean something that spontaneously happened while a camera was on? You mean that kind of natural, <laughs> well, <laughs> open, honest, authentic bond? I mean, that's that's the problem, folks. I mean, let's let's just recognize how these things work it's staged it's for the purposes of putting it on social media so everybody can say look how funny look how how awesome they're all friends they're all happy they're all happier than you You should be less happy because they're more happy. I mean, that's one of the problems, frankly, in today's society. People see everybody else having a good time and they become more miserable. I'm serious. I don't disagree with that. They become more miserable because they think everybody else is having a great time when all this shit is staged. For the purposes of making the rest of us feel like we're not as good and we're not as special and we're not in the same shape and we don't have as much money. So we should just
2: give up. (laughs) I didn't expect that reaction. He's striking get the doctor doom uh, elements ready okay <laughs> roar, 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 roar. he's mad on a thursday morning but, but all right i agree with you a lot what you said that's instagram influencers yeah it's like you know you're rich and stop like throwing it in everybody's face i think that was legitimate I mean, people have phones, so they can't they they take pictures, and that's you know, so nothing seems that natural. Seemed a little too slick. I don't. It that seems like a little too slick. First off, I'm trying to connect dots with this the whole the last few days. I don't know if there's a house there or if somebody's big yacht parked out there is really where they're hanging out, and then that's why they have all these toys of the jet skis and all of that. But I don't. They're, they're bros that crew there. That's a the bro crew for sure. They are definitely the type of like, let's let's have a drink and play some football. That, that crew would do that. I don't know if it's that crazy to me. I think it's natural. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to back you down, Dr. Doom. I think you're wrong on this one. <laughs> rich people frolicking
1: on the beach. Hey, everybody else, eat your hearts out. You're not rich. You're not fit. You don't have access to yachts. You don't have access to jet skis. Be miserable. While we're pretending to be happy, Uh, although we're still secretly miserable, too. Or we wouldn't feel compelled to do this to make ourselves feel better while also making the rest of you feel bad. On that happy note, it's PFT Live. We're here on Peacock, Sirius XM85, Sky Sports Action, and Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We were talking before the show about the news generally, and life is also easier if you ignore the things happening in the world. But the one thing that keeps forcing its way into my consciousness is everybody freaking out about artificial intelligence also <laughs> known as AI. Yeah. And I I feel like this is the current generation's Y2K. Remember Y2K oh, when yeah, everybody sure. thought that January 1, 2000 planes were going to fall out of the sky. Right. Nuclear missiles were going to spontaneously fire from silos. Right. The world was going to end all because nobody bothered to Use full year designations. They used zero zero one yeah. zero ninety nine whatever, I, and it was all a big fat nothing. And I feel like this AI thing is a big fat. I really do. I feel like I I have the same reaction to this that I have to crypto Bitcoin. It's just something that's being hyped up, maybe to get people to engage with the technologies. I don't know. To maybe think you can get ahead of this thing, that you can beat this thing. But I look at it this way. If human beings make these computers, they're supposedly self-aware and going to kill those who made them. The whole thing, it just makes no sense to me. And while I'm trying to figure it out, that's when the computers are going to take over. And what are they going to do? Burn down my house? Send a drone to take me out? This just doesn't make sense to me. There's just something about it that feels like hype. And just like a subtle effort to promote something. I don't know what. It's just weird to me. Fear. You know, the the media likes to play on our fears. Yeah, sure. And we're part of the media. But we're not part of the media that plays on people's fears as it relates to, you know, a drone hovering over your house and taking you out. Remote controlled by AI. Just the whole thing seems odd to me. And maybe I should do some research on it. But I just feel like it's a bunch of hype.
2: Uh, I, I mean, I don't know much about the. I, I've seen some headlines and all that. I mean, I don't know. I don't really care either. But I will say, like, it does seem like these damn machines are getting smarter. And it does seem that, like, you know, you, you I think it is scary when you know, my wife or whoever says something and then all of a sudden she looks on her Instagram feed or your phone and there's, like, you know, ads or, or something pertaining to that subject. So I I don't know. I mean, it is a little scary. I do think we're becoming a little dependent on machines altogether. That's what I will say. I mean, damn, I I just was in a car, a bus pulled over, and the seven cars behind it pulled over because they just went, well, he pulled over, so I'm going to follow him, and they didn't realize it was pulling over on the side of the road. But then as I go by the cars, guess what everybody in the cars do it? They're sitting there like this. And I'm like, hey, idiots, look up and enjoy the world. He's parked, and you're behind him. You just followed them there, but so I don't know. There's my rant. I'm Doctor Doom now. Look what you're doing to me. Well, look what you're doing. That's not artificial intelligence. (laughs) I know it's not. That's that's natural stupidity. Idiot. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But but I, I think of it this way, and, and as to your point about the ads, somebody sent an email earlier this week that simply listening to our show the day we were talking about alarm clocks, simply listening to the show it popped resulted up, resulted in yeah. serving up of advertisements right. based on alarm clocks, and this person had never thought about, talked about, considered alarm clocks at all, and this person was getting ads for alarm clocks simply by listening to our show yeah. on his phone. that's where I okay. don't get Here's, yeah. I just, this is the very basic visceral reaction I have to all of this. Every computer algorithm we have, every computer program, like somebody has to write the code, somebody has to activate this thing. So at what point does the thing that has been coded by someone who knows how to properly put instructions into the machine to make it work, at what point does the machine say, we'll take it from here? You have programmed me so well that I can now program myself, and I can now think for myself, and I'm now going to take over all of the various nuclear command centers and wipe out civilization by firing all the missiles. Like, I don't know how we get— to there from here and right. i you mentioned john connor said, you gotta mean, watch out for john connor yeah. man did you say it? there's a great documentary out there yeah. it's called terminator, terminator 2, 2 it's true I mean, watch out I for just, it I, I wonder i wonder how much of the fact that the terminator movies were so popular just has us all anticipating this day when skynet takes over i just i really yeah. anyway right. Anyway, on that, on that, well, I did not think this. I mean, criticizing we, we, the
2: Doctor Doom on a bunch of happy guys on a beach, um, and then down an AI tunnel. I, I did not expect that on my wow. Thursday morning. A.K. my friday
1: this is opposite this is opposite of dr doom on the ai what i'm saying about dr Doomish stuff on the ai is don't be dr doom yeah, yeah don't get you. freaked out you. about this right okay right gotcha. i just i think that i don't i don't just my gut tells me pasta and meatballs this <laughs> yeah. is all overblown this is y2k part two let's just live our lives and and let's not assume that these things are going to become self-aware and just kind of take over the world. And if they do, I mean, so what, you know, somebody's got to run the world. Maybe <laughs> if these machines are so smart, maybe they're smarter than the people that we have in position to run the world. Well, uh, so that's, we bow that's to debatable. you, our great computer overlords. Okay. okay. Uh, let's get to it. There's, uh, There's not as much happening today as there has been all week long because the league meetings are over. Everybody has gone home, yada, yada. And it's funny when the years we've been there, and by the way, we weren't there this year if you didn't know. But the years we've been there, you see the long line of limousines, the black SUVs all there ready to whisk away the owners to the long line of of private jets at the local airport to whisk them back to their destinations. But when it's time to get out of there, they get the hell out of there. So everybody's gone. World is back to normal, at least as far as the NFL is concerned, as normal as it ever is. Let's go through some of the rule changes that were and weren't made because there was so much other news coming out of those three days in Phoenix that, that there's some significant things that were done and that have not yet been done but may be done. That need to be explored, Chris. Let's start with the decision to vote down the rule proposal that would make roughing the passer reviewable. Now, I was told during the 2022 season when roughing the passer slash nothing the passer was being called incorrectly and it was a big controversy that there definitely would be a proposal to make it reviewable. And there was. The problem is didn't get the 24 votes it was proposed by a team so it has less less of a of a shine less less of an official seal of approval or imprimatur as Peter King would say and maybe we'll say tomorrow so it doesn't it doesn't feel as compelling when it doesn't come from the competition committee but still it landed on the desk of the owners and they decided not to pass it and I'm not surprised at all Chris because This roughing the passer, nothing the passer, is the way to keep quarterbacks healthy. Whether we like it or not, they believe this is how they keep quarterbacks healthy, so they have compelling games, so people tune in, so they can boast how many millions are watching these games, and they can make more money from the sport. It's that simple.
2: I I I agree with everything you say. I'm I'm with you. I'm not shocked either. I'm not. I mean, it, it's it's totally. I, I understand where they're coming from. I guess. I, I don't know if I really understand where they're coming from. I, I guess I knew or expected this outcome is what I expected. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, first off, I, I understand we want the quarterbacks and all that, but it's just it's gone too far. Like we've said, we we've, we've chopped off a leg of like. Oh wait, we're a defensive for coach. who though. Well, gone too far for who you you've built uh, the teams that are built around defense, right? I know. Well, what do I want to say for not for them is I want to go. What I want to do to them is go. When would tell me when this was a problem in the history of the NFL with the quarterbacks being hurt and nobody watching TV to watch the games? At what point did that ever happen? Never. It's an overcorrection of a correction of bullcrap. That's what it is. It's it's a bunch of people who didn't play football who would just look at numbers and go, "Well, I want to protect him." I don't know. This guy got hurt one. I don't know. It's it's overdone. And you know, I know there's the uh, the the competition committee looked at it and said what? 3 out of the 80 calls, right? They found that weren't roughing. You know, within that too, I want to ask like, "Well, what do you mean with the in the context of the rules how they are now that only 3 were?" Because like, you know, I know that touching the quarterback's head is a penalty. But if it's with the fingertip, it's not really a penalty. We got to like go beyond that. So I'd like to know the context of that too. See, they like to throw wow. these numbers wow. out there sometimes, and the context gets lost, and that's where I don't buy into it all the time. But they want it to be lost. They I didn't know. want it I know. to be. I know to be anything other than what they wanted to tell us. Yeah, so you're just right.
1: Like the Thursday night you're stuff. Right. Once they come to the conclusion, hey, the injury rate's no different if we have seven days between games or if we have three days between games. So that's not a factor. It's not an issue. Let's move on to the next thing. We get what we want. And they want this. This is what they want. They want to be able to say they're doing everything they can to protect the quarterbacks. And we see it all the time. We see it when they're in the pocket. We see it when they run. We see it when they get hit along the sideline. We see it when they hit when, when they get hit when they slide. They have an oversensitivity to protecting the quarterbacks because they believe that when you start losing quarterbacks for an extended period of time, you start having less attractive games. You start having a smaller audience than you otherwise would have. And for a league that is never proactive about anything, I guess I can't say that anymore. This is the one thing they're proactive about. Quarterbacks in bubble wrap. Quarterbacks healthy at all costs. Quarterbacks available to play in these games so we can say jeff bezos we delivered your 12 and a half million or whatever it is that you feel compelled to have on amazon and all the other networks too i mean they're trying to cater to nbc with this they want us to have good games. They want all the games to be good. They want all the games to be as good as they can be because they want the quarterbacks to be healthy. Never mind the other positions. They don't care about the other positions as much as they care about the quarterback position. It's I, about I preserving the health of the quarterback. Right. And and look, they can say they can say it's an inher- and it is an inherently vulnerable position when you're going against the grain of the rush. Sure, you're stepping oh. into yeah, okay. the face of all these guys who are trying to get you. I get that part of it, but they are overly sensitive to it, and that's their reasoning. We can reject it. We can agree with it. We can not agree with it. We can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. They've made this decision, so it doesn't surprise me why they won't make roughing the passer reviewable. They want that when in doubt, throw the flag. They don't want to stop the game to potentially pick up a flag and correct a mistake because I think they want to take just enough steam out of the pass rush. Like We talk about they let Lane Johnson always leave early and other tackles leave early. Right, to neutralize how good the defenses are right now. They're trying to give the offense an edge why they didn't take away the the push the quarterback rule, which they still should have taken away because the quarterback's going to get injured. They don't realize that part, but it helps the offense. Let's help the offense. Let's make it easier. Let's keep the offense on the field. Let's score points. Let's make it exciting. That's what they want. So I they know. just don't want those I know. quarterbacks
2: injured. I, I get it. But you know, you're know you never going to be able to like avoid it totally, right? I mean, you're not. We see injuries. It doesn't matter. I mean, Patrick Mahomes got hurt on the quarterback sneak a few years ago. Had to miss games, you know. Well, it, it, you, it's it's not it's it's not totally avoidable. I know they can help it, and my biggest problem is this. Just bottom line, is well, the league is going to eventually get hurt by this because the better team they're going to have some instances where better teams are going to lose because some referee deemed it. Oh, you hit the quarterback too hard. And they just got unlucky that week that they got that referee and then the week before. This is still a problem. You know, they could say all they want, but it's the number one complaint I get from any coach when I talk about anything in this. And it's like what Sean Payton said earlier this week, you know, so some of the things are being said the right way, but it's inconsistent as hell. And we're going to see games like that game, right? We just showed the highlight for it. I don't know if the Chargers win that game if they don't call that roughing the passer on Jalen Phillips. That wasn't roughing the passer. It was just tackling the quarterback. You know, So that, that's where – we're going to get to a big moment here at some point in football history – and the team that shouldn't have won is going to win and be in the Super Bowl because it was a legal touch in the quarterback too hard, and that's where I guess I get they don't mad. care. I know they did don't know. they don't care. Yeah. There was already well, a don't team tell me how they, they care. They're going to care when inter- it's like Derek Carr gets in the championship game and it's not Patrick Mahomes, and then they're going to go, damn, you know, Chris Jones barely touched Derek Carr in that game, and now Derek Carr's in the na- in the championship game because. We went overboard, and the ratings and the money would have been better if Mahomes was in it. So that's what I would say to them, too. But I I know. I'm angry about this subject. I don't like it. That's a
1: micro-analysis. They're looking at it more macro. They're willing to accept the the possibility of a bad outcome, like I was saying. Yeah. We already saw a team get to a Super Bowl that had no business being there. The Rams had no business going to Super Bowl 53, and they went. And you know what? There's no asterisk on it. Nobody cares. Park Avenue doesn't care. I mean, this is the best example to push back against the idea that the NFL cares who makes it to the Super Bowl, cares who wins these playoffs games. They don't care. They They don't care about specific teams winning or losing. They have broader objectives that may influence winning and losing. Yeah, right. But they don't care specifically. They may have bad rules, bad policies, bad ideas that hurt a given team in a given spot. But it's like any other bad rule. It can cut both ways at any time. The rule I hate, the North Korea rule, as you call it. Yeah. Right? One of the reasons why there's never a push to get rid of it Every team it screws. Yeah, it there's helps. The team them. it helps. Yeah. Well, he and, is- and 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 if you've and if you've and I've I've heard there's a real dynamic, and I think we've talked about this before. When there's some screwy rule out there that burns a team, that team has some of those teams will have a disinclination to try to change that rule because they think we're due to have the other side yeah, happen sure, sure. next time around. We benefit from right. it. So there's a so so anyway. My point is this. They don't care about the possibility of the wrong team advancing to the Super Bowl yeah. in one given year. Right. They care about week one through week eighteen, primetime games always having the best quarterbacks available so they can throw their chest out the next day about how many million people watch the game. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah, I know. I,
2: obviously, because the Super Bowl, there's probably three plays where the quarterback gets hit in the head and they don't call it. So I guess you're right. It's just week one through 18 and then the playoffs come and then they don't care anymore. That's the other thing that bothers me. There's no, not, it's, not, it's not called in the playoffs all of a sudden. Guys getting drove driven to the ground. I mean, Mahomes had a third down completion, right? Remember in the game, Jordan Davis is tackled and he hits him in the head twice on the same play. I mean, one is a literally a left hook to his face. It doesn't get called in that moment. That that's where I just think it's inconsistent. I know your points are right. I was hoping I could drag you down and get you mad and get angry about this as well, but. You know, North Korea. No, I, I, like. I burned this up. I burned I up. I I burned. I burned up all my anger on okay. the the, the stage, beach. The beach party. Uh, beach football. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Okay, but here's where good coaching comes into play. Mm-hmm. You adapt to the reality. You accept the reality. And and this is the difference between between Max Crosby and Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa blows a gasket in a playoff game because he's being held. Right. what a shocker they let offensive linemen hold the superior athletes who are trying to get to the quarterback and 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 hit them and possibly hurt them not that they're trying to hurt them but you get my point yeah they let the offensive linemen leave early so after a game of dealing with offensive linemen getting into his pass block set early and holding Joey Bosa Joey Bosa has a tantrum yeah Max Crosby reacted to it a couple of weeks later right saying I mean that's just just the way it is. Yeah. So the coaches have to adapt. They have to come up with something around. You know the the quarterback push play. That's the rule. That's the way it is. So the defenses have to come up with a way to deal with it. That's just the way it is. So I think no, I, I, instead I, I, of yeah. huffing and puffing about it, these coaches need to figure out well how to maximize their advantage within this environment. Well, that's that, I'm glad
2: you're going down this road. That's the exact pro- I think that's part of the problem, though. Some of them are being coached the right way. We can go through a number of plays last year where you go, no, like the Chris Jones-Derek Carr play. He, he landed on his own all four and didn't touch Derek Carr. He did everything right. They called the penalty and almost lost the game because of it. Right? I, they, they taught but, him the right, right. I'm just saying there's a lot of instances of being taught the right way and, and it still gets called wrongly. That, that's where I, I'm saying that's where it's gone overprotecting a little bit. But I, I, I get it. I understand your point. I know quarterbacks are important, uh, but I, I guess I'm old school a little bit. And I just am part of quarterbacks getting hit is part of the problem, part of the game. That's the way. Let's it, take way it a step farther. Let's, yeah. take, let's take it a step farther,
1: though. OK, so there are situations where the defensive lineman does everything right. Or the linebacker, whoever's blitzing, whoever gets to the quarterback right, right. and applies a clean legal tackle and still gets flagged. Yeah. So then the challenge becomes for the coach, do 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 we you know it's almost like the the Patrick Mahomes approach. Don't blitz him, don't waste your time. He's gonna run away from it. You're better off, you're better off dropping into coverage. Like maybe the the adaptation to this reality is I'm just gonna drop my guys into coverage. I'm not I'm not even gonna rush. I know. I'm not gonna rush as aggressively yeah, I as agree. I have in the right. past. Right. And right. I'm gonna tell my guys when you get to the quarterback. Wrap him up like Pro Bowl rules. Right, right. Well, yeah. Don't even hit him.
2: Right, and don't even that, hit him. The league, just get the to league, him and, and just get to him and grab it. That's right. And the ratings in the league will start to go downhill in a major way. A major way. They, they it'll won't. get, it'll change. Yeah, it will become seven on seven football. People won't watch it if it goes too far. They're they're dancing on a fine line here. They won't. It's like you just said with the Pro Bowl. It's great ratings compared to other sports and all that. But for football, the real football fans say this sucks. I'm not watching this crap. All right. So that's that's what's going to happen. They better watch out. I I I think they're willing to take
1: that risk. I know they having are. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and I, Joe. Burrell I know. I don't get it, though. It. No, that's, that's where I don't Lowe, get it. I want to be other like other I grew up in available.
2: the '80s and the rules were way worse, and it was Elway and Marino and the playoffs every year, and this wasn't ever a problem. It's never a problem. It's never and Manning and Brady somehow survived and Favre and everybody else, but. All of a sudden now, we're going to make sure quarterbacks play to their 49 years old and throw for 6,000 yards every year, and the defense never makes a stop, and quarterbacks throw into triple coverage, and nobody blocks, but it doesn't matter. It's a first down, offense, 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 and that's where it drives me crazy. Put a pin in that thought <laughs> okay. because
1: I have another reason yeah. that will become apparent later in the show okay, for why they're doing what they're doing. Okay. but. But I I understand. I agree. Yeah. You are far too young to be doing the whole get off my lawn thing. I'm the one who's supposed to be doing it. You're not the one that's supposed to be saying, back in my day, we walked through three feet of snow to school, two miles each way, uphill both ways. That's for me to do. Get off my lawn, Chris. You're stealing my bit. They're going to start playing the piano for you, not for me. All right. All right. Now, speaking of quarterbacks, and this is an area where it can, even though it didn't affect the ratings, it resulted in a lot of people saying, why am I watching this crap when the 49ers were down to no quarterbacks? Well, they were down to Brock Purdy who couldn't throw the football. It was either him or Christian McCaffrey taking snaps after Purdy and Josh Johnson were both injured in the NFC Championship. And let me do a quick history lesson. Once upon a time... The rule was you had 45 guys in uniform. You could dress a 46th only if that 46th player was a quarterback, third quarterback, the emergency quarterback, the player who could only play in the first three quarters if the first two were injured. Right let me state it more accurately if that quarterback made an appearance in the first three quarters of the game the other two could not return it was right. presumed they were too injured to play fourth quarter you were allowed to use the third quarterback at will at some point and it was about a decade ago teams decided why don't you just let us pick which guy we're going to make the forty-six player let's just have a 46 man roster if we choose to make that third guy a quarterback so be it or otherwise we can do something else, another backup tackle. We can do an extra defensive back, depending upon the game. Another receiver dresses that day, running back, whatever. And so most teams, if not all teams really, unless you go into the game with a starting quarterback who has an injury concern, isn't dressing three quarterbacks. And you're rolling the dice. You're taking the risk, the calculated risk, that you're not going to need to get down to your third quarterback. And as Mike McCarthy said during his tenure as coach of the Packers this was years ago it was either McCarthy or Ted Thompson but I think it was McCarthy as to why they didn't have three quarterbacks on the roster his point was if you get down to your third quarterback you're pretty much screwed anyway and I don't necessarily believe that as it relates to having the ability to get that third quarterback ready to play on a Sunday but if you get down to the third guy on a Sunday who's had limited reps limited prep he's not the guy you're getting ready to play If he's got to go in there, yeah, it's probably not going to be very good. But at least it's better than having no quarterback at all. So what they want to do now is go back to having that third quarterback. They want to have a 47th guy now who dresses who would be the third quarterback. That was tabled. There is reportedly a lot of support for it. I suspect it's going to happen. Yeah. And probably what'll happen is they'll do it for a while and then they'll say, "Hey, just let us put anyone we want in that 47th uniform and we'll be right
2: back where we were." Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I think so. You know, a, a little bit you know, obviously it hurt the NFC Championship game. Yes, but you know, one of the reasons this whole thing started to wait, three quarterbacks, wait, let's just go to 2 was cuz of our prior conversation. Because teams started to go, wait, well, quarterbacks don't really get hurt anymore. You can't even hit the quarterback. What, we don't need three of them. Let's just dress two of them. doesn't matter. The guy getting hurt? What do you mean? They blow in his ear. They get a penalty. He's not going to get hurt. So teams started to get a little gutsier and riskier with that that subject. But I, I do like the aspect. I know they tabled it, but I like the aspect of the 46th guy. And then, hey, 47th guy, sure, third quarterback. You're right. But – uh, you know, for now and in, in the current environment, yeah, let's just keep that 47th guy, the third quarterback for just in case, just like you talked about, you know, wow. Yeah, I, we want to keep the quarterback for ratings and TV and all that. That game still, you could say what you want. Yeah, I don't, you know, the 49ers probably don't win with a third string quarterback, but the game probably would have been more competitive. We, we would have been like, oh, wait, they can actually throw a pass here. So the Philly has to call a defense to stop the pass right? I mean that we got to a point in the third quarter where we were like, "Whoa, it's 3rd and 8 and they're going to run the ball up the middle." I mean, that's there's nothing they can do. So that's where it'll change a little. Um, but but uh, I this is one I hope does pass. I I hope it does pass and I was actually shocked to see it tabled, Mike. I thought it would pass right away.
1: Well, and I think at the end of the day, yeah. If if you dress that 47th guy, it creates additional Money, financial. I know. That's where I was about to go. To the I owners. Would, yeah, it's somebody else. It's somebody else getting a, a, a roster game day bonus roster for right. being active that day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 yes, yes, there is some cheapness floating around. Even though everyone is making a ton of money, they still want to keep a lid because you could say, hey, you got fifty three guys on the roster, just put them all in uniform. Yeah. Like, just dress them all if they're healthy. So that that is where it's moving, and they're using this one example. This one occasion where the planets lined up and knocked out two quarterbacks yeah. in the same day, right. and it was an embarrassment to the league to have more than half, or roughly half, of a of a significant postseason game marred by a team that was completely one-dimensional on offense because when they put Purdy back in, he just he couldn't throw because of that elbow injury that he suffered. And then Johnson left with a concussion, and that was that. So I, I was joking around about it because we were debating it within the PFT writer's text chain. Because, again, my point is if you get down to your third quarterback, you're screwed Yeah. in a given game. Why don't they do the thing they did in hockey? Remember right before the pandemic, one of the big stories in sports was was the guy who drives the Zamboni at one of these professional hockey games and is also just the emergency goalie who's hanging around in case either team needs him. He's just there. Like, how about just have a quarterback who's just there? One guy who's just like the backup referee, just have a backup, unattached quarterback. And I'm kidding, Yes. but I'm kind of not. Just have that guy at every stadium and... <laughs> And then if, if you have this emergency option, you break the glass and you say, hey, quarterback, put on the uniform and you go play because we need somebody who can actually throw a football. It doesn't matter if you don't know the offense. It doesn't matter if you don't know the players. We just need someone who can throw. And again, I'm kidding. But that's basically what it is. It's the emergency. Oh, crap. This game is going to be unwatchable. Let's hold our audience together by having a third quarterback available. And for that reason... I think they're going to pass it. It's just a matter of time. But my point is this. Any team that wanted to have a third quarterback in uniform could have. The 49ers could have. Any team could. But they're betting that it's not going to be a situation. And it's not a situation until it is. And then it's it's a huge mess.
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting – And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: One of the other safety related issues that's been hanging around for years, and this goes back to the first time it ever came up and the commissioner knows how to throw ideas out there that eventually become rules. Now, sometimes his ideas come to fruition within six weeks, like his effort to get Thursday night flexing. Others linger for a while. 2012, December, Time Magazine cover story, The Enforcer. Remember that one? Yeah, I did. Roger Goodell's standing there holding the football. He's right. The Enforcer. In that article, he talks about the idea that Greg Schiano, then the coach of the Buccaneers, had. Right. Because Shiano was at Rutgers when Eric LeGrand suffered the catastrophic injury on the kick return. That's when they started the whole process of, we have to do something about the kick return. The kick return is too dangerous. Kevin Everett, back in 2007, the neck injury he suffered yeah. while playing for the Bills. Right. They avoided the worst-case scenario with him, but that was you know the idea of two guys running at full speed. You dip your head at contact. A lot of pressure on that C4, C5 area. Bone fractures, spinal cord impinged. You have a serious injury. The idea of a... F- of an onside kick alternative, get rid of the kickoff, just put the ball on the 20, and as the onside kick alternative, you use a play where the the kicking team puts its offense on the field for fourth and something, fourth and 15, fourth and 20, fourth and 25, whatever it is. And if you convert, you keep the ball. It simulates recovering an onside kick. That continues to be proposed. That continues to not be adopted but at least this time it was tabled it was tabled and you know they're watching the xfl and i think the usfl uses this too if i'm not mistaken yeah, I, you're right. I quite yeah. possibly am but you know th- this is the way and this is what the commissioner said back before super bowl 48 when he was on cnbc and he was asked who do you root for he said i root for the team that's trailing this is a way for the team that's trailing to stay in the game when it's down multiple scores onside kick not as effective as it used to be, although they've tweaked the rules a little bit to make it more effective than yeah. it was yeah, it's closer. a few years ago. right? But this is a scrimmage play. See, they, they, they want to legislate the special teams out of the game because they view kicks and punts now as inherently and unreasonably dangerous. So this is a way to get that onside kick out of the game. where you have bodies crashing together. Let's just run a scrimmage play, a normal play. And if you convert it, you keep the ball and you can go down and you can get another score and win the game or tie the game or whatever.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I hear it. I hear it. Um, it they've, they've made the proper adjustments in that department with the onside kick. It It's no longer looks or deemed like dangerous. They've changed some of those rules about what can be done there and all that to where, you know, again, I didn't look up the numbers here. Maybe I should have, but just off the top of my head, I, I don't. I don't remember seeing anybody get hurt on an onside kick, the last few years. You know, so so maybe I'm wrong, and if I am, I'll, I'll stand corrected, and I'll correct myself when I figure out those numbers. But then the, the other part of it is, Mike, is like there's two things that jump out there. You know, one, you know, the the commissioner before Super Bowl 48, who's ever losing thing. Uh, you know, we we've, we've had this conversation before. You, you, at some point, hey, the team that's dominated the game and winning the game should be winning the game, period, period. You know, d- Again, here we go into we're going to change the game and what, we're going to – I mean, it's getting – we're going to get close to it's NBA basketball here. Like you always talk about, like you always said that your dad said just tune into the last few minutes and you'll figure out NBA basketball. Football's getting scary like that already. You know, we were already seeing – the team that's winning gets no calls. The team that's losing starts to get calls. And now we're going to add this. And then you know, I don't like this other aspect of the rule as well, if it does happen, is it, of course, is going to favor teams with the great quarterbacks. I mean, or the high octane passing teams. Oh, wait, now the 49ers who were built through the running game and amazing. Wait, it's fourth and 20 for them? But you get Patrick Mahomes, he gets 4th and 20? Yeah. They're, the Chiefs are going to be way more comfortable with 4th and 20 than the 49ers are with Brock Purdy, who are built around McCaffrey and speed sweeps and reverses. That's where I don't think that's an equal playing field there. So that's where I don't love the idea of the 4th and 20 thing, Mike. you agree with me there? What do you think?
1: Well, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Look, I would be in favor of using 4th and 20 as the entire kickoff play because there's so many different things you could do with it. You punt instead of kick off. But now the problem is they're concerned about the punt being dangerous. I don't know how much of this is managing liability versus not scaring away parents from having their right. kids play football. I don't know either. Like, this is a dangerous right. play, and we're trying to take catastrophic injuries out of the game. We're trying to reduce unnecessary concussions. And the, the less that guys are crashing into themselves in unnatural plays that they don't do all the time. And this gets back to roster construction. And this is one of the decisions coaches have to make when they decide who gets a uniform. Hey, I've got a, 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 a right guard who's banged up, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to make it through the game. So I need to dress his backup today instead of a guy who's one of my core special teams players who otherwise doesn't contribute on offense or defense. And that backup guard's going to have to take his spot on special teams. So you get guys out there and they're just, they're fish out of water sometimes. It's not a play that gets run nearly as often as a scrimmage play. So they want to get these. It's the combination of the forces that apply very basic Newtonian stuff here. When you've got, you've got two different teams going right at each other, running right at each other, like, you know, on a battlefield, like everybody just starts yelling and screaming and running right at each other. That's, far less controlled than a scrimmage play. They're trying to take that part out of the game. And right or wrong, they're trying to minimize it. And it was the kickoff. And look at all the things they've done to the kickoff to make it less relevant. How often do we see an exciting kickoff return? You know, the idea was, hey, this kickoff play is really dangerous. Can we make it safer? Uh, let's just come up with a situation where it happens less often. (laughs) Let's just have fewer kickoff returns. It becomes safer if we just have less of them. But it exacerbates the problem that I'm just mentioning. It's not a familiar play. Guys don't learn how to run that play in a safe way because they don't do it enough. Right. So that's 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 the thing they continue to wrestle with, whether it's onside kick, whether it's punt, and that's the other thing they're getting into. And they've, they've voted down a proposal, and plenty of people are happy about this, to make the touchback on a punt a ball that goes to the 25-yard line, they tabled a proposal on kickoff fair catches inside the 25 to go to the 25 because, remember, when they made the kickoff touchback the 25, you had teams strategically, and you still do, strategically kick short to try to pin them inside the 20. If the touchback is the 25 on a kickoff, if the ball even touches the end zone, it's at the 25. Yeah, you don't have right. to catch it. You don't have to field it. Right. it. used to be live ball bouncing around in the yeah, end zone. Right. Now, hits the, hits the end zone, you get it on the 25, they want the college rule where you could stand at the 5, call a fair catch, you get it there, ball's at the 25. They tabled that one. They voted down this idea of making the punt touchback the 25, but this is all part of creating an incentive to not launch a return play. If you're the team that could just take the ball at the 25 and be done with it. It gets back to the point they want to have fewer of these plays because they think the fewer we have – the fewer the opportunities for someone to suffer a serious injury, it's that simple, it's that basic, and a lot of people
2: don't like it yeah I, I I mean i i don't I'm a traditionalist when it comes to this stuff. I understand they've done a great job you know making adjustments on that play you know and I, I think you know to your point, if they make the touchback thing the twenty five that yeah it it'll basically wipe out the play altogether for the most part. I mean it really will. Yeah, you're not going to see any of that anymore where we try to kick it inside the five or the eight-yard line and, you know, kick a high one to where now we can tackle them at the 18, 19, 20-yard line and save ourselves a few yards. Uh, yeah, I think that'll end that totally. So, you know, if that's what they want, then the 25-yard then the line touchback thing, well, that'll get it done. Somebody in a position of influence told me yesterday that if they're going to do
1: that, if they're going to let you – Throw your hand up and catch the ball. Then don't even waste your, your time.
2: Just put the ball at the twenty-five. It's
1: a ruse. Like just put the ball at the exactly 25. exactly right. That's Why what I was going to say. These don't players even, out there exactly. Yeah. Why
2: make them run down and pull a hamstring or whatever? Just just put the ball yeah. at the twenty-five and let's go. I, I know. I, I, it, I think one of these one of these spring leagues. I think the
1: AAF. Remember the AAF yeah. four years ago. Right. I think they just put the ball. At the 25 or the 20 or something like that. But they also had, if you were trailing, you could do the scrimmage play to try to catch up with fourth and 15 or fourth and 20 or whatever distance they used. Um, Now, another concern that was raised yesterday, and this is intriguing. The question is, and a study is being done, and I have a feeling that whoever sets the parameters of the study is going to get whatever outcome they want. But the question has been raised, are these enhanced injuries on kickoff returns and punt returns, are they a product of the nature of the play, or are they a product of the surface on which the game is being played? Mm. And at least for now, there's an effort to press pause and say, wait a minute, are we changing the rules of the game? In lieu of just simply changing the playing surface, are we being so cheap about not putting in proper functional grass fields that are softer and that are safer? There hasn't been a single player who's ever come out and said, I prefer artificial turf. They all say it. Not one. They all all say we want grass because it's grass over dirt. It's artificial turf over cushioning, over concrete. Right. They prefer to play on grass to a man they prefer to play on grass. And if the truth is that the injury rates during kickoff and punt returns are higher on artificial turf versus grass, maybe that's a way to not fundamentally change the game, but also make it safer. And that's the one that at some point, at some point, This roving eye of how do we make the game safer? How do we make the game safer? Oh, we're going to call roughing the passer more aggressively than ever before. Oh, we're going to minimize the kickoff. Oh, we're going to minimize the punt. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. At some point, you have to say, we're getting rid of artificial turf, and we are requiring these teams to have real grass and to do it the right way to not have the slip and slide we saw Super at Bowl. Super Bowl 57. Right. right. I, I'm, I'm told that I'm told the commissioner told his constituents at the meetings that, well, the players were wearing the wrong shoes. That was the excuse for it. it. It not, not the various issues that we've seen. And the idea that before the game, somebody said, Hey, you know, before the game, it looked like somebody was out there playing golf repeatedly, just divots everywhere yeah. before the game. Like, yeah, I knew this was going to be a disaster. Right. So, right. uh, so, so I'm not saying he, bad he, grass feet. Well, I'm saying that's Good a, grass yeah,
2: field. exactly. The shoes weren't the problem. I mean, we had Andy Reid tell us straight, straight up. that got, the, the the equipment guys did a great job. They got the right shoes, thank God. They were still slipping. It didn't matter. You know, you, you got 300 and 250 hundred and fifty pound men on a on a golf course. It wasn't ready for this kind of you know environment or people so that's you know that that's a bunch of bs that comment that's for sure so but the point is the point is because because that
1: becomes kind of look the nfl didn't intend it this way and the joke that i made during the super bowl was hey you want grass fields here's your grass field we got your grass field right here yeah but that becomes the pushback now when i say grass fields safer than turf the response is oh what about super bowl 57 well that's what happens when someone's got their head up their ass as they're getting the field ready,
2: right. So my point is this: and nobody was anybody hurt in that game. I mean, that's all I want to say too. Nobody was hurt in that game, were they? There was a, I don't remember an injury well, the whole game. Well, but
1: still, you you said I mean it's just yeah it was a bunch slippery. I when guys it. are slipping and
2: sliding it. like that. Yeah.
1: The point is this, and and hopefully they do a fair, open-minded examination of this question: Do you make kickoff and punt return plays safer if you just say? We're playing all these fields on grass. We're just, all these games are going to be grass. Everybody has to have grass. It's going to be expensive. So what? We can all afford it. We all have the money. And it's in the best interest of the players. It's in our own best interest. The one thing, I mean, I know we've said this so many times. I can't remember how many times exactly. we've said it. Right. The the multi million dollar investment they made in these players. And they aren't hypersensitive. Right. About who, who cares? Even if you don't care about these. Players as human beings, and I would submit to you that some owners do, and some owners don't. Even if you don't care about them as human beings, don't you care about your own investment enough that you'd want to be sure that they're as healthy as they can possibly be? Right. It's ludicrous to me. So maybe this is a way to break that logjam once and for all. Or what's going to happen is, you know, the 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 teams with the owners who are willing to spend the most money, the Walton Penner Group, they they spent several hundred thousand to put in a new grass field for one final regular season game last year. Yeah. One final game they weren't happy with how the grass was performing, they put in a new field for and it, the number was several hundred thousand dollars. Owners like that are going to thrive, and the oh, ones no who are doubt. cheap that won't do it, that say we're playing on artificial turf, and our field's fine. Nothing to see here. Our field's fine. Our field's
2: fine. You're going to suffer the consequences for it eventually. Definitely. Well, we know that there's already one certain artificial turf, right? I can't remember the exact name of it with the seams or whatever, that does seem more dangerous than the rest. So that's already been documented. So there, right away, we have that. And then, Mike, you said it right. I mean— There's like, and you're right, we've beat this to death, this subject. We've been way ahead of the curve on this. Yeah, one, owners, you're going to save money because you're going to have guys that, yeah, you're paying $20 million a year that are now in a safer environment and don't, you know, have a non-contact, I put my foot in the ground in my ACL tour, and now you're not getting anything back for the money you're paying the guy, and you're going to have to sign somebody else on the roster now and pay him. So, yeah, that's where I'd go, okay, financially it makes sense for you owners in the NFL. And then, like, no athlete. I mean, none. Zero. I've never been around one that would rather prefer to play on, on, on field turf over grass. I mean, you can go back to my dad. My dad in the 80s. You know where his favorite place to play was? Washington. You know why? Because they've been the only team in the NFC East that had a damn grass field. And his whole team felt like that, all right? So they loved playing Washington and watching because it was a grass field, all right? I mean, when I was with the Tennessee Titans, if Jeff Fisher or we had a little bit of a weather day and he said, hey, we're going to go in the bubble and be on the field turf, I mean, Albert Hainsworth and Tony Brown and Mike Roos, our offensive tackle, they'd all be like, oh, gosh, I hate that crap. It's, it's, It's not the same. You know, one, it doesn't feel the same when you fall on it. It has a reshock value. Because of the rubber and the way it's built, that makes your legs tired and not feel the same, which also, I think, adds to the ACL issues as well. And then hitting your head on that service is definitely different than hitting your head on a grass field. There's no doubt. So there's really nothing. Uh, there's no reason other than finances of why you wouldn't go to grass. There's, there's no reason. Like we've said, our, our friends in Europe can appreciate this. All the great soccer players over there. None of them. They're all in their contracts that they don't play on field turf. All of them. So that says a lot, too, and hopefully the NFL can make a change in this department.
1: This takes me all the way back to 1999. I remember when Hall of Fame defensive tackle Warren Sapp, your former teammate in Tampa Bay, said this. We can send a man to the moon. But we can't grow grass inside. We've got all this technology. It's time for us to put it into play and save some of these careers. That was 24 years ago. Exactly. Now, since then, we've seen the systematic removal of the old green cement right. turf. And if you pull up one of these old games on YouTube, there was a game that I found not that long ago. Oh, I remember when the Steelers got blown out at home week one of 1989, 51-0 by the Browns. I found that game because I just wanted to see how it went so sideways for the Steelers because that never happens. When you pull that game up, it is like you're watching a different sport from a different time from a different world. You've got all that slick, flat green with no effort to even make it look right. anything remotely like grass patched in on the baseball field carpet. right yes yeah <laughs> with seams everywhere right and you've got grown men wearing halloween costume uniforms <laughs> with the flimsy old helmets and the old face mask and big giant pads it's really something to see it is a far different look and feel than today's nfl but that they so Good news is they got rid of that stuff that your dad used to get slammed around on. But the stuff that took its place isn't safer. It isn't better. There's no replacement for a good grass field. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, some of the news that percolated out of the league meetings that we didn't get around to earlier this week, including whether or not the Lions are truly all in still with Jared Goff. More PFT Live right after this.